put your questions to Britain's vegan MPs. I think it's important we try and build a mass movement. In the second of three shows about what the vegan option means in politics, their answers take us from personal compromises to Parliament's first debate on veganism. And if that is the case, I do expect these two to be sitting next to me so I can put the spotlight on those two as well. Absolutely. I'm Mean McDonald. And I'm Diana Fleischman. With stories and analysis from a vegan perspective, this is The Vegan Option. Last show, we brought the world's vegan lawmakers together by asking the world's largest vegan caucus, Britain's three vegan members of parliament, questions from their counterparts around the world. This show, we'll find out more about what the vegan option means for them in practice. And next show, we find out how they did in parliament's World Vegan Day debate. Now, the three MPs, all from the opposition Labour Party, are Chris Williamson, the ex-bricklayer, and Hunt Saboteur from the English Midlands, Kerry McCarthy, the UK's first vegan MP, and her party's social media expert, and Cathy Jamieson, who had a career in Scottish politics before coming to Westminster. Jordan Wyatt of Internet Radio Show Coexisting with Non-Human Animals emailed an audio question. You can hear his show at coexisting.co.nz. We made a guest appearance on his World Vegan Day show. How do you feel about mentioning your veganism? Are you afraid about losing votes or being seen as too radical? I've never been a fearful about that. I, I, I've always, you know, made it well known that I'm uh, I'm a vegan, and uh, yeah, some people do accuse you of being an extremist. But I think the people that level those sorts of criticisms are the kind of people that wouldn't vote for me anyway. Um, so. Uh, for me, I think it's quite important that we, that we, for me, that we do uh, say that we're vegan because I think it's important that we try and build a mass movement. Uh, you know, I mean, some people might think it's okay to individualise it, and that's fine if they want to do that. But I want to try and change the world. It might sound a bit naive, but you know, you can't hide your light under a bushel. Well, I think when I got elected in two thousand five, in my maiden speech, I made reference to two of my very well-known predecessors, Stafford Cripps and Tony Benn, and they were both vegetarian and both teetotal, so I was drawing a parallel. Mm. Um, and somebody started booing. As soon, I think it was the teetotal bit that somebody started <laughs> booing at. It was Stephen Pound, as you can imagine. Um, but I'm consciously then thinking, I don't want it to be like all oh, this vegan has descended mm. on us. Um, so I was a bit coy about it to start with. I'm lucky that in Bristol they've got the biggest vegan fair in Europe happens in Bristol. So if there's anywhere where it's accepted, it's it's you know it might be a lot more difficult if I represented you know one of the northern mining towns or whatever. But um, I was a bit coy to start with, and it's partly because people don't really understand it. But I think now I've got to the position that Chris has where. I think it's really important to nail your colours to the mast. And what I love is like when online people find out you're a vegan MP, other vegans, and they just can't believe that they've actually got some vegans that are in Parliament now. So a main speech is a member of Parliament's first speech, sort of introducing themselves to Parliament. And I really like this clip because Carrie McCarthy is talking about people she admires and she's laying it all out. And I was really surprised when I moved here to England about how rude and heckling and just funny parliament can be but the maiden speech is is your introduction it's meant to be not controversial it's meant to be 
politely received. So no matter what you say, exactly. Well, it should be uncontroversial. But saying your predecessor is teetotal is not very controversial. It's yeah, and teetotalers are people who don't drink. For those of you who don't know the word, and it's good to see Karen McCarthy's journey here from somebody who's quite careful about saying she's um, she's vegan to somebody who is much more forthright about it. So thanks, Jordan, for that question. Now let's hear what um, Cathy Jamieson thought. Yeah, I mean, I've never hidden the fact, and indeed I always make a point of telling people it's kind of on my website, you know, and I think now people have got used to the fact. I think some people in my own area perhaps thought it was a bit odd to begin with, but they've now kind of got used to it. And certainly when I was in the Scottish Parliament, I was a minister in the Scottish Government for a while, and, you know, I was able to make small changes, like instead of, you know, having a pile of chocolate biscuits for guests coming in, we had a nice fruit bowl and various things like that, which probably didn't seem too much of an issue at the time. But it actually then got people into talking about, you know, why I was vegan, why I didn't eat um, certain things. And when I go out and do constituency engagements, most people in, in my local area know I'm vegan. And to be fair to them, they go to an incredible amount of trouble to try and produce some food um, that I will like and I'll enjoy. Usually far too much of it, yeah, I have yeah. to say. Uh, but they do work really hard. I run an annual fundraising dinner for my constituency to raise funds for the Labour Party and uh, I did the first one because I was only elected in, in 2010 uh, last year and I made it all vegetarian and vegan. Not quite all, all vegan, didn't go the full hog but um, it, 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 you know, it caused a few raised eyebrows and one or two criticisms but I got a lot more um, thanks from people who were vegetarian and you know, the few vegans that were there as well. Because we didn't make a big issue of it, we just did it. And then when people came and they went up and asked, what's, what's vegetarian or what's vegan? They said, well, it's all vegetarian and vegan, you know. So they, they, uh, people, the vegetarians and others were delighted. I've got one or two people who said they're going to boycott, they're never going to come again. But most of those people are actually, I have actually put down for this year's uh, uh, vegan vegetarian extravaganza for the Labour Party. Well, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we just heard Chris Williamson talk about his most recent vegan fundraiser and what a big hit it was. And also we heard Kathy Jamison talking about how generous and wonderful her constituency is with giving her copious amounts of vegan food when she comes around. And that surprised me because I have a Scottish colleague at work and she told me that Scottish people all eat deep fried Twinkies for breakfast. Twinkies being heavily processed snacks in the States that actually never go bad. They're so filled with preservatives. Thank you from the rest of the world who <laughs> never wanted to know that. <laughs> we got a question from um, somebody under the pseudonym Pourquoi Non on our blog at theveganoption.org who asked what vegan options were served at Parliament. If you're a vegan who has tried to use a work canteen or cafeteria, you could probably identify with their answers. Most of the catering outlets here will have a vegetarian dish, but they're very rarely vegan. Soups are quite often vegan yes. and are marked as vegan. But what's frustrating is, um, because the meals are all pre-prepared, it's very difficult to say, can I have that without the cheese on? Because they just put out on counters and you help yourself in all but the, the sort of more upmarket end of the mm. catering. And also they have things like salad bars, but they insist on putting mayonnaise. Or, or the pasta salads always has sausage or in for some bizarre yeah. reason. So there's a long way to go, and I think perhaps, again, it's something that we ought to be pushing for. Again, to be fair, there are 
vegan marked sandwiches and so on. Although I have to say I get a bit fed up with living on sandwiches and it would yeah, be nice yeah, yeah. sometimes to be able to get a properly balanced diet with a decent amount of protein as well as all the carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not something I've raised with the house authorities and maybe we should. Um, it's probably because I don't tend to, I mean, I do sometimes have the soup. And they do occasionally have some quite nice pasta in the in the tea room in our tea yeah. room, which is. But yeah. I've but seen generally, beans and chips as well. Yes, the vegan fallback beans and day. chips. <laughs> so I'd just sooner bring sandwiches or and make something when I go back to the flat. Yeah, but we, we work very long hours. That's the trouble, yeah. So you yeah, so on a Tuesday, if you're in a committee yeah, in the, exactly. or we've got meetings in the morning, you'd be here from like nine, ten o'clock in the morning through to gone 10 o'clock at night, so... And you eat a main know, meal at sort of half past 10, which is I often end up doing, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not brilliant. They are, um, for World Vegan Day, though, they're doing a week's worth of having a vegan dish on every menu, which I've just mm. found out. Mm. I think it would be quite good to have, you know, something like Meat Free Mondays, yeah. and uh, I think um, it was suggested, actually, by Caroline Lucas, the Green Party MP, mm. who is intellectually convinced she ought to become vegan for environmental reasons, but likes cheese too much. So, because I, I lobby her every now and again on converting. But um, I, I think she got knocked back pretty swiftly by the powers that be on, on the idea that we'd have a meat-free Monday. And I think the argument for something like a meat-free Monday isn't just around the animal cruelty. Indeed, I think probably one that might be even more persuasive is the whole issue around the kind of environmental implications yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of the livestock industry. Mm. I remember when I was in the Scottish Parliament and the Greens actually had six MSPs at one time and none of them were vegan. And I remember being actually quite shocked. So, difficulty finding food for lunch and finding those who should really agree with you ideologically who aren't vegan aren't the only problems with being vegans in Parliament. I asked them what the least vegan thing they'd done recently was because I'm difficult like that. And they talked about the non-vegan soap that there is in Parliament, but Cathy remembered something much more fundamental to their job. Sitting on the green leather benches is probably... That's true, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's something we do every day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky on that. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Chris is conversing to nothing. (laughs) I suppose sugar is the other thing, actually, because... White sugar is purified with animal bones, isn't it? And it's well, it very used difficult. to be. I don't know if it still is, actually. Yeah. I know when I was a vegan uh, bricklayer working for Derby City Council, uh, modernising the, the council housing stock at the time, people would ask if I'd have a drink and I'd say, I'll have a black coffee, please. And uh, if they'd ask for sugar, I'd say, well, is it Tate and Lyle or, or Silver Spoon? Because <laughs> Silver Spoon was OK, but Tate and Lyle oh, wasn't okay. at that time. And I took a, a view then that... This ain't really the best way to build a mass movement by being so elitist that, you know, because people thought you were a bit odd being a vegetarian and yeah, let alone. Yeah, yeah. And then they say, well, what's wrong with sugar love? You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. they're very difficult to kind of explain that. So uh, I suppose I take a fairly pragmatic. So that's amazing that Chris Williamson was a bricklayer and vegan in the 1970s. And now he's in Parliament. And that's, that's brilliant. But then I also think it's quite funny that he was asking about sugar. People just have no idea, especially in the 1970s. That's probably around the time that Peter Singer said he went to a woman's house who claimed to be for animal rights and she served him a ham sandwich. I think that was the, the yes, the, the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals or something. Was serving veal at their banquets and things. So it's just amazing that he had this consciousness even about sugar. And I actually am, am not that strict a vegan myself about white sugar. I know very few vegans who are. It's just something that is more difficult than really warrants its uh, 
utilitarian purpose anyway. Even Ian, who is so hardcore, is not fussed about white sugar. I'm not fussed about white sugar in someone's made a cake for me. If I'm buying sugar, I try to make yeah, sure Yeah, we, we only buy brown sugar, yeah. Somebody on the blog called Treacle Mine also asked the MPs what they're happy to do to help the vegan movement in Britain. Yeah, I mean, the kind of things I've done up until now have largely centred around awareness raising, World Vegan Day. Um, last year I was invited to speak at a vegan burn supper in oh, Scotland, wow. um, which uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to do the dates that, that they had, and I said I would try and do it this year, because as you can imagine, the home of haggis, um, <laughs> to have a vegan burn supper is pretty haggis. unique, and I think that would be pretty good. But, you know, on a kind of serious note, I think it is about, you know, looking for opportunities to raise awareness and to try and, you know, spread the message. Um, I have put down for a debate for World Vegan Day. I've yet to find out whether that's going to happen. It'd be great if it did. Mm. Um, and if that is the case, I do expect these two to be sitting <laughs> next to me so I can <laughs> put the spotlight on those two as well. Absolutely. Well, we recorded that about two weeks before Kerry McCarthy got her adjournment debate. And Ian had a ringside seat, well, behind plexiglass. So in our next episode... We will take you through the first ever parliamentary debate about veganism. Please go to theveganoption.org for our show notes, like facebook.com slash veganoption, and follow Vegan Option on Twitter. Our thanks to our audience, you, for questions, and to the three vegan MPs for answering them. Digital media artist Rob Masters wrote our theme. I'm Diana Fleischman with Comment and Analysis. I'm Ian McDonald, reporting and producing. Copyright us.